It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. On a snowy Wednesday, Dennis and uh, Brady, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. A light schedule on Monday, but it was busy last night. There are a lot of boys games. There's a lot of girls games. Um, I saw a really good game. Brady, and probably, if I'm being honest, wasn't expecting to see one. Got a really good one. Yeah, um, uh, some weirdness with your game as well. I uh, got a, a fun one with Armada and, and Richmond, two good basketball teams in a good high school basketball environment. That was a lot of fun. That took like an hour to play. It was the quickest game I've had all year. But it was Richmond showed what they could do now that they're on top, and it was their first big test defending their throne. All right, I'm going to. Jiggle you around a little bit. I don't know what that was. You sound echoey to me. I couldn't I couldn't tell you why. <laughs> okay. That's a little better now. Sorry with the technical stuff, folks. Sometimes we've got to go on the fly. We're going to take a break, and we'll come back, and uh, we'll get into it here on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-877. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Gara Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Gara Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810 982 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. 
Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back with Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck On Sports podcast. And uh, it's uh, a snowy day out, but we're going to warm you up by talking about some uh, good basketball uh, that we saw. It was kind of a light schedule on uh, Monday, uh, Brady, but... The St. Clair girls uh, were one of the uh, few area teams that were in action, and they took care of business, beating Sterling Heights 50-38. to uh, 38. I didn't really get any information on this game. I'm not sure if you uh, heard from Coach P on this, but uh, the fact that they're scoring 50 points in a game oh, yeah, this is, is game very encouraging to Aaron, me. Aaron Saros had 15 in the there win, and, yeah, St. Clair, they're, they're focused on Marine City. They're waiting for Friday. That should be a really fun game to be at. Yeah. Uh, Anchor Bay beat Armada 55-33. to The last couple of days, the BWAC girls teams played out of conference. Mm-hmm. They took a break from beating up on each other. Um, and so there, there were a lot of uh, uh, different uh, scores. But um, uh, because... I can't figure out this Armada team. I'm going to see them later this week. Right. I'm going to see them against Croslex, weather permitting, uh, on Thursday. And I'm actually very interested because I haven't seen them yet this year. I saw them a couple of times last year and really thought they'd be really good this year. Mm-hmm. And it's not that they're bad. Like, they have a nice record, but it just the results have been inconsistent. K-Pack beats Landmark 47-14. to Dryden beat Peck 62 to 22. Deckerville beat Mayville 42 to 12. Very light schedule. It was even a lighter schedule for the boys. Yeah, just a, just a couple of games uh, with the boys. Oxford beat MLA City 47 41. K Pack beat Landmark 59 24. So that takes us to yesterday, Tuesday, where we had a whole bunch of games all in conference, all big conference games and there's a lot we'll talk about we'll start in the mac dennis where you were port here on marysville and this game was a little weird before the ball even tipped yeah and uh, on the air i didn't get into it other than just to say coach chunk wasn't there right coach chunk wasn't there 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 i guess there was uh an incident at a previous game i don't think it was anything terrible from what I understand. I don't know exactly all of the particulars, but Coach Shunk was not there for this game. I expect him to be back next game. I don't know if it was right. I don't know if it was wrong. I just know that he was not coaching this game, and they had to go to the eighth grade coach, Glenn McBride, to coach Marysville. Otherwise, I know there was a worry that they would just forfeit the game. Because there's no, there's no assistant coach. They just have a JV and a freshman coach. No assistant varsity. Yeah, um, and and Marysville came out and they played hard. 
Uh, this is the one thing that I will say about this basketball team. They're not gifted with the most talent, but those kids don't quit. They play hard the whole time. This was a four-point game halfway through the fourth quarter, and then the big red pressure became too much for the Marysville ball handlers. Uh, PA started to make plays and make shots uh, that Marysville couldn't uh and in the end a game that marysville led at the half 21 19 it was 35 35 going into the fourth and like i say it was 40 to 36 with about 355 to go uh and then connor rosenau started to consistently get to the basket make shots um the the big reds it was weird they were really good at the free throw line in the first bad in the second bad in the third and they got better in the fourth again uh so they made enough that they won the fourth quarter 14-1, to and so it made the final result look like it wasn't a close game. 49-36, this was a close game. This was a dogfight, and PH had to you know, give a when this one was over. Was this the, the thing we were worried about with the Marine City game? They took care of business there. Was this almost the trap game? They went, all right, cool. We took care of the game we're supposed to. Uh, uh-oh, this Marysville and... It was tied with us going into the fourth quarter on I ju- the road. I, I just I, I think Marysville played a really scrappy game. I don't think the Big Reds played awful. I really don't. Um, are they going to say it was the best game they've ever played this season? No. But were they just completely lousy? Were they you know sleeping through the No. They were playing hard. Marysville was playing hard. It was two rivals playing hard. Lots of fouls. Right, well, Very physical game. Marysville sitting in the zone for a lot of it. And yeah. Port Huron just because it's Marysville's gym, it's a, the void. They couldn't shoot their way out of the, the zone. Uh, they, they only made two threes the the entire game. And, and the Big Reds, you know, they take a fair amount of threes usually. Um, they had a size advantage. At times, they were able to get the ball inside to Benjamin. More so in the first half than in the second half. Foul issues, you know, were a problem, too, where, where guys had to, to sit down. But both RJ and Nate Clark gave uh, Marysville good minutes. They played hard in the post. And, you know, this was a pretty good basketball game. They, they knocked down, you know, four threes. They, they came at, you know, crucial times. And, it, and, again, until we got to the fourth quarter, Nobody had more than a four-point lead in the game for either side. Yeah, it was really back and forth. One person you mentioned I want to touch on, Dwynell Benjamin. I know he's, what, 6'6", six, six, and everyone, when they see that, they think, scorer, all right, use your size advantage. You'll get scoring from him. It's not that he can't score, but I'm starting to come around and think really his biggest strength is defensively and rebounds because there is a difference and I'm sure you saw it when he's in there and in the paint protecting it and getting rebounds and when he's not. I feel like that's where he really shines. And sometimes you get caught up just with scoring, but I think that's where his strength is, is when the ball's in the other team's hand and he really alters the game because I'm sure you saw it when he came out. The strategy was a little different for Mary's. Well, the other thing that he does is he makes kids change their shot. Yeah. Like, you're, you're going to the basket. You think you've got a clear path and you're going to get a layup, and yeah. then all of a sudden he steps in front of you and you're trying to figure out, oh, how can I flip it over him or flip underneath him or get to the side because otherwise he's just going to swat it back in my face. Well, and then with the amount of blocks he's had the last week or so, you're starting to maybe – 
double or overthink shots, overthink your process, and second guess yourself when you're going to the rack and you know he's there. Yeah, um, but I, I just this was a good game, and Dwenell scored 13. He had 10 in the first half. Like I say, it was the Connor Rosenau show in the second half. He had 18 and he scored 16 in the uh, the second half, and he was he was getting whatever he wanted. He was getting to the basket. He he had like three and ones, um, and made the free throws um, because you know it's an exciting play. I, I always laugh. It's an exciting play in high school basketball, and everybody goes bonkers when a kid makes a basket and draws the foul. And probably seventy five percent of the time, they miss the free throw. <laughs> Yeah, well, because that's not the exciting part. Yeah, that's not the exciting part. But 15 different kids scored in this this game. Like, we know that the, the Big Reds, it's a team effort. Mm-hmm. This is why they've gotten so good is they get contributions from a lot of kids. And for Marysville last night, that's kind of what they did. Score by committee, eight different kids scored. Uh, R.J. Clark stepped back in the first, like, 20 seconds of the game and knocked down a three from up top to give Marysville a, a 3 nothing, uh start. Uh, and from there, you know, I thought they, they, got, they played a lot of minutes from Teddy Posios. I thought he played really well. He had five points. Um, I think Dysinger's getting better and better each game I see him. He knocked down another three. He had seven points. Cole Horan is probably their, their best offensive player. Yeah, and I'd and say so and our best shooter at least, and he had ten points in the game to lead them. Zach Winston played a lot, um, had four points. I thought he did a, a for the most part a pretty good job handling the basketball. Uh, like I say, uh, uh, until the the fourth quarter, Marysville did a real good job, and then PH turned it up a notch, and Marysville at that point couldn't keep up with them. Yeah, so. Big win for PH. Let's stay in the Max Silver. Because it's all bogged up now. Yeah, because a big, big, big win for St. Clair. Lakeview comes to town. 57-48. St. Clair gets the win over Lakeview. Braylon Front 17. Braylon Essien, 15. And Hunter Richardson, 10. He's a, he's a difference maker. He wasn't in a lot of those games they were losing. He's in now. And they're... They're reaping the benefits. Yeah. And that's a big win against the Lakeview team that was looking like they might be the favorites. Now they've dropped back-to-back games to area teams. Good job, guys. Uh, I know in this game, Lakeview took three different technicals, which that's six points, and depending on the situation, could be more. So you take those out. Okay, now it's 51-48, and it's a lot different of a ball game. St. Clair is turning it on at the right time. And they they weathered the storm. Saints are playing pretty good basketball right now. Yeah, uh, Braylon Franz gets to the free throw line, Brady, and he makes free throws. I I think he had seventeen. I think he made like two baskets in the game. Well, everything again, else is from the line. I think he's the guy that would shoot when the with the technical free throws. So if he made all six, that's six three points yep. hand wrapped to him, which is. Yay, you don't you don't complain about. You take that. And then we were talking like if we were making a list of most improved guys or surprise guys this year. Breakout players. Yeah. Braylon Essien would be on that list. Five threes last night. He hit three in the second quarter and two in the third and finished with fifteen points. He's been doing that all year for them. He knows his role and he's not just doing it, he's thriving in that role and they 
they needed him because think about, okay, if he only hits one or two threes a game, how many wins do they have? Because the, he's a guy that can you have to worry about offensively. You can't sag off. And right when you get lulled to sleep, he'll get open and bang, hit a three. And he loves shooting in that gym. Five threes in a game is a lot of threes. He is we have to imagine he's on pace for one of the better three-point shooting seasons in in St. Clair history because, well, one, the three-pointer is more prevalent now than ever, and two, he's just doing a damn good job with it. Yeah. Uh, the, this really makes it interesting and really makes later in the week very important because the, the other silver game, Madison did what they're supposed to do. They beat Marine City at home last night, 79-43. to 43. So PH with their win is now 5-1 and one in the silver. Right. Their only loss, that overtime game against Madison. They have Lakeview at home. They have Madison at home. But Thursday, tomorrow, they go to St. Clair. And now the Saints, Madison, and Lakeview are all 4-2. and two. So the Big Reds have a one-game lead right now. Mm-hmm. And just because it's that way today, by the end of the week, it might be completely different. Because St. Clair has to go to Madison still, and they bring in Port Huron. Uh, and Lakeview still has to play, obviously, Madison and Port Huron again. I mean, Port Huron obviously controls their own destiny. They're the only team with one loss. You went out, you're outright champs. Congrats. But, I mean, uh, six games into a 10-game league season, and there's Four legitimate candidates. I mean, I know the gold's the same way right now, but it doesn't feel like this happens too often, does it? No, it, it doesn't. And I just, real quick, I, I want to see uh, what the Thursday schedule is and what the other two teams are doing. All uh, right. Madison's so at Madison's at Marysville. So at if St. Clair wins and the other games go the way the you think they, they, they should. You'd have a four-way tie for first. With three games to go. With three games to go. So if you're the Big Reds, you want to take care of business and stay ahead because time's dwindling down on those other teams. You, the Big Reds have the, the silver. You know They're the one team in the league that they have their destiny in their own hands. And they said from the beginning of the year the goal was to win a league title, something hasn't done since 04. They're putting themselves in a good spot. Now, I know they're probably thinking to themselves, God, if we just if we don't lose that Madison game on the road in overtime, I mean, if they're 6-0 and right now, they're in, they're in real good but shape. the good news is they bounce back and they still control their own destiny. Hey, it doesn't, you don't have to scoreboard watch. It doesn't matter what other teams are doing. Port Huron wins out. They're league champs. But how about St. Clair? After starting the season, what, 1-8? One one They've won four straight and control their own destiny in league. That's a pretty nice bounce back for a St. Clair team where we're going, we think they're pretty good, but we got to get those results, and now we're getting those results. Obviously, Madison and Lakeview, two good teams, but Lakeview struggling down the stretch a little bit. I'm fine with that. Yes. <laughs> me, me too. Hey, we, we, we've got four teams in this league, and unfortunately, Marysville and Marine City are having bad seasons. So, to me, it comes down between PH and St. Clair, and I want them to finish 1-2 or tied for first. Right. So, <laughs> the silver is a jumbled mess. The Mac White is not. No. Port here on Northern, 6-0 in the Mac White after an 85-50 win over Warren Mott. 
That was to be expected. Mott's 1-11 now. But Northern goes on the road and just gets a dominating win. Tyler Jamison, 31 points, 10 rebounds, and he didn't play as much as he normally does. Cam Haru had 18. Kanye Cole had 11. 85 points is a lot of points to score, and we're just like, yeah, that's Northern. When you get to 85, I know they could have gotten to 100. Oh, yeah, we both know that. They could have gotten to 100, but... Brian James is not going to do that to teams. No, and and also when you have some really tough games coming up, like Thursday when they yeah. go to Ike, what's the point? Ooh, you can flex, cool, but your guys have a little more wear on the tires for a big game Thursday. Yeah, let let your guys rest, especially Tyler's bang this time of year. Right. Well, you know, teams play him physical. Yeah, and they put stanchions by the the floor <laughs> that he trips on. You're still bitter. I about am bitter because it was stupid. <laughs> um. Like just think for two seconds. <laughs> but Northern is six and zero in league. The other interesting result last night from the White, Gross Point North is beat up. They didn't have two of their three captains against Northern, and their third got hurt in that game. So I'm going to assume he was out for that game too. Yeah, and that guy's their best yeah, player. A-Roll like he's a is, good shooter. He's a Wayne State commit. He's a really solid player. I'm assuming he's out because New Haven beat Gross Point North eighty-two fifty-one. And New Haven's the only team, not mathematically, but realistically, that has a chance to catch Northern. They're four and two. They are they are the biggest Eisenhower fans on Thursday because <laughs> even if they beat Northern, they still need Northern to lose to someone else. Yeah. Now Northern has to play. And Northern them handled them. Point North. Northern handled them the first time around, uh, starting around midway in the second quarter. They took off in that game, and New Haven couldn't keep up. So Northern is looking for a second straight league title. But how about their offense? They're averaging 71 points a game. Now it is the best offense in the MAC. You get to a certain point in the season where it's kind of hard to raise and lower your average, like around the midpoint of the season. But they've actually been raising their average. Like it's gone up two or three points since, like, say, a week to 10 days ago. And it's not because they don't play defense. It's just when teams want to run with them, I don't get any team that wants to run with them until we get to, like, a regional. If I'm playing Northern, I am slowing the game down. And it's not a great strategy because they can do this, but I'm praying the young kids can't shoot me out of a slow zone defense. And if Tyler has the ball, everyone go get him but don't guard him until he gets to the elbow. Well, you know, I want to limit their possessions. I don't want them to have the ball a lot. Right, because they don't play a very aggressive style of defense. They're not always trying to, like, press and and get steals. They get the rebound and run. So, yeah, I'm taking advantage of no shot clock against them. I don't get teams that want to run. Oh, it's our brand. Yeah, well, your brand's going to get you beat by 25. How many times did we see teams try to double-team Jamison at their – at his own free throw line, and he went whoop, dunk. Yeah, he just he just runs by people, or or don't like don't challenge him at half court. I see a lot of teams come up and challenge him at half court, and he just like you say, he just goes by them, and now you're playing shorthanded. Yeah, now Northern's on the power play, and he either <laughs> goes in and and gets the basket himself, or he feeds it off in the corner, and Maher or Alex, you know, drain a three. All right, let's go to the BWAC. I had a very fun game. Our main Hold on. I, let, let's do this. What? Just a, a, a 
the the other uh, max score was Cousin 50, Anchor Bay 46, and then we can take a break here right. and we'll we'll talk Keep about it timely. yeah we'll talk about the uh, the BWAC and the game uh, that uh, you saw uh, last night and uh, and more coming up in just a moment. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Shopping for a vehicle the last two years has been frustrating for all of us. Inflated prices and misleading ads that waste your time and money. Look no further than Jepson Car Company. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson Car Company is St. Clair County's most transparent dealership. At Jepson, the price you see on a vehicle is the price you pay. No hidden fees or misleading rebates. When you need your next vehicle, stop by Jepson Car Company today. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Poor Huron Schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, Dennis and uh, uh, Brady. Uh, you want to do Mooney first or you go right to the BWAC? Um, let's end with Mooney okay. because I'm excited to talk story. about this BWAC, okay. team, this BWAC game between Richmond and Armada. You know, Dennis, it's one thing to the, the chase to the top. It's another thing to 
defend the top. And Richmond last week beat Croslex and finally knocked them off their perch. Richmond's in first place in the BWAC the first time they've been there by themselves since the 18-19 season. And they have their rival Armada coming to town. And this was a really fun high school game. It was a really good atmosphere between these two teams. Uh, Armada 8-9, Richmond 9-1, and, and the gym's packed and we get going and it's flying up and down, bang, bang, up and down, run, run, run. You know how these two teams play. Yep. Uh, it's it's 14-12, and Carl Stevens bangs in a three right before the end of the first quarter. Who else to make it 17-12? Stayed about that way, 37-26. Richmond led at the half. But Richmond did something a little curious. I mean, they're running, running, and they're doing a really nice job. Richmond passes really well. They have good court vision, and you can tell these two teams or this team had played together for a long time because they know where everyone's supposed to be, whether it's really good scouting report, good practice, or just reps on the floor together. They pass the ball really well, and they broke Armada's zone. But they came out in the second half, and they tried to slow it down a bit. They had like a 10-point lead, and they stopped running. They wanted to slow this game down, limit possessions, and just play a different brand of basketball. And Armada was able to claw back to make it 40-38. to 38. And you're going, oh, here come the Tigers. Andrew Sneezak's having a really nice night. Preston Hill is hitting a couple big threes. Justin Chapman scoring inside. And you're feeling like, uh-oh, Richmond, you're letting this slip away. Cut scene, it's now 54-40, to 40, and you just gave up like a 16-4 to 4 run, and game's over. Armada can't recover, and Richmond ends up getting the 66-54 win. Uh, they were led by Carl Stevens, who had 21 points. I'm assuming double-digit rebounds because... He was all over the yeah. floor. And that's the other thing. Richmond killed Armada on the offensive glass. I bet you Richmond had 15 offensive rebounds in the game, and Armada just couldn't stop them for whatever reason. And it wasn't one guy. It wasn't like Stevens was just out-jumping everyone. A bunch of different guys were getting offensive boards. But Stevens ends with 21, and he hit the dagger three to put them – up, I think, like 11 in the final few minutes that officially put Armada away. Daquan Haskins and Sebastian Mays each had 13, but I bet you Mays of his 13-10 came from him just finding the right spot in the zone. Armada creeped up, and well, there's Haskins, Thompson, Steve, and someone found him in the low block, and he just touched it up and in. But Armada had a few really nice performances. Andrew Sneezak came to play. I think he played every single minute of the game. And he scored 20 points. And there was a couple times where Richmond started to get on a run that he went, okay, no, I need to score. And he'd take the ball off the inbound, go 90 feet, and, and get a tough bucket to kind of quell the momentum a little bit. And Justin Chapman was big inside, 15 points, uh, was a big presence, and kind of forced Richmond not to go into the post as much as they uh, surely would have liked. But... Richmond was a half step better than Armada, and I think on paper, Richmond's a half step better than Armada, and both sides played well, but Richmond's just got that little extra oomph, and they showed it. You know, Armada's interesting because Kuhn and Hill 
and Andrews, they're important. But the Tigers go as Sneezak and Chapman go. When Sneezak and Chapman score like last night, Armada's tough. Well, Kuhn got into foul trouble early, and there were three officials I did not recognize, and they called it tight for BWAC standards. There was one time I think I said he breathed on him too hard, and it was for both sides. Like, there was... Uh, or I, th- I don't know if it was Kuhn or someone got, maybe it was Rollins, got called for a foul. And it just it, it just straight up was not a foul. And then a, a few minutes later on the other end, uh, Hill for Armada shoots a three. And I think it was Haskins tried to block it. Did not touch him. Was about a foot to his right. Called him for a foul on a three-pointer. And, I'm, and I said on the air, like, it takes a lot usually to get a foul called on a three-pointer. Like, it's not when you're inside and if you touch the wrist, it's done. And, yeah, they called that. and It was a tightly called game. <laughs> and I think we had six charges called in the game as well, which all were earned. But it was a very tightly called game. Some guys got into foul trouble. But that's all. Um, yeah, Armada couldn't quite muster enough. They got it within two. But Richmond just has that extra punch that Armada didn't quite have. They had a very short bench, and they couldn't do much with it. And, yeah, it was nice seeing 35 from uh, Chapman and Sneezak, but Preston Hill had eight, and then Kuhn had six, and then three, and then two were their only other scorers. Yeah. They just needed a little bit else from somewhere else. Like Richmond, Trey Graham, he has seven. Rajewski had five. Uh, they actually held Marcus Thompson to just three points all on free throws, but two guys at 13, Stevens with 21, and Stevens is just every time I see him impresses me more and more. I tried to tell you that last year, and I know the first few times you saw him, Haskins kind of stole the show. Right. But I, every time I've seen Steve, I don't think I've seen Stevens score less than 18 points in a game, and I'm sure I haven't seen him get less than 10 rebounds. Well, his big... I don't want to say coming out party because we all knew he was really good, but cementing himself as one of the best in the area was the district run where I think he went like 15 and 15 at minimum every night. And he just is so smooth. He has good basketball instincts, getting rebounds, and he can shoot the three, which makes him dangerous because when he goes to the hoop, he's smooth. He's smooth scoring inside. Just be, because of the way he plays and the things he can do, and and this would be a good debate. If there wasn't a kid named Tyler Jamison, Stevens would be one of those kids we talked about as best player in the area. Oh, yeah. In a normal year, yeah. I think he'd definitely be probably, if not the top of the list, in a hot debate. Yeah, he, he's, he's on the short list. Yes. He, he's, he's on that, that five that you debate to try to narrow it down to three to try to narrow it down to the guy. Right. So that was the big BWAC matchup. Richmond stays undefeated. Crosslex takes care of North Branch 69-35. Kind of what you expected. Yeah, yeah, you know. I think they were a little upset, had a little anger to take out. Maybe a refocused Crosslex <laughs> team. Yeah, I, 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 again, not, not laying in the weeds isn't the the right thing, but they've got the second rich. They've got the rematch with Richmond circled on the calendar, and they want to make sure that means something. Yes, they don't want that to. They don't want to have to hope someone else does their work for them. No, so I, I, yeah, I, I don't really um, feel 
well for the the teams that have to play them between now and then because I, I don't think the Pioneers want to lose a game before they play Richmond again. No, no. They are going to be hell-bent on making that a, essentially a BWAC title game. Uh, MLA City puts up some points, 83-46. to 46. They beat Algonac. Yale gets a 58-47 win over Almont. Almont this year, they're not a bad team. They're like the perfect gut check team for everyone else. They play a lot of close games. Yeah, like you're going to go, all right, we're going to, hey, can't sleep on them, can't, got to play. They're going to play us tough, and you get it, and you go, see, we got, we have to do the right things to get the win because MLA City, Alma, or MLA City, Armada, Yale, and even Richmond, they played somewhat close. Like they, they very rarely get blown out. Yeah, and MLA City was playing back-to-back nights. And they doubled their point production on the second night. <laughs> right. So uh, that was the BWAC scores. Before you go to Mooney, Dryden beat Peck 56-48. Dryden's actually having a really nice year. I know they're a school we never think about. But yeah, no, and they had a kid score over 20 last night. Yeah, beat just when the D4 playoffs come around, don't be surprised if like Mooney runs into Dryden potentially in a regional because they just seem to have a really nice year. Um, and Landmark 81, Burton Center Point Christian Academy 51. It's a lot of scoring. That is a lot of scoring. Um, I just uh, back to that Peck game, Semp continues to have a great season with 17. Brady Babcock had 13, and Steve Van Conant had 11 points, 13 rebounds, and 12 tackles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Recovered a fumble. Mooney and Cranbrook. You want to talk about this one? Yeah. Uh, first off, the, the really important thing for Mooney is they seem to be back on track. They had lost four at five and one start, then they lost four in a row. They got that huge win over the weekend at uh, Hackett, and they come back because they really they struggled the first half of their league schedule. Mm-hmm. So it starts with Cranbrook, fifty six to forty six. Mooney gets the win. Dom Cadavera, the masked man, the Lone Ranger out there, twenty points, fifteen rebounds. That's the Cadavera that we know. Right, you know, it, it's 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 tough. You know, you get a, the, a facial injury and you got to wear that stupid mask. It's kind of hard to to get your focus. Clearly, he had his focus. Trent Rice, ten points, eleven assists. Uh, Quentin Hilliker had uh, ten points. But there's only one point in the game that I really want to focus on. Jimmy Downey. Okay, so I, you knew about this before. I, it was gonna yeah, um, on the the ride back on uh, Sunday, um, Mike said, you know, tomorrow at practice, Jimmy's our student manager. He's been with us all four years. The kid loves basketball. He eats, sleeps, drinks high school basketball. He's one of those kids that he can tell you about an obscure player who, you know, when he, he shot one out of four from the floor at Clawson on, you know, he's like me for hockey 20 years ago. <laughs> so, and, he, and he's just been a great guy. He, he loves the game and he, and he wants to play, but he, he realized that he's, you know, right. he has limitations. Right. Um, but he wanted to stay involved and he's been the team manager and, and you know, uh, those guys they do hard work uh, and it's and it's un, unsung you're, you're you're passing out the the little cups of water during timeouts and, and stuff like that 
But um, the, they presented him with a jersey Monday at practice and told him he was going to dress for the game. Which, if you, you might have saw it on, I think it was Channel 7 News, ran a segment on it. And, yeah, it was pretty cool. It made the rounds. Yeah. Uh, and then not only did he dress for the game, but you said they started him. Yeah, they did. And he, he got to the free throw line, went one of two. Got in the scorebook. Yeah, so he, he plays his first varsity game and scores his first varsity uh, point, uh, and it comes in a, a big league win for Mooney, 56-46 to 46 over uh, Cranbrook, and that's just a, a good uh, story. And that's another reason why guys like Mike McAndrews are good coaches right? and, and why they make a difference with kids. Right, state champs was out there. They kind of did a story on it and that's a that's a really cool moment and one that hey you can't take that away from him he, he got in the scorebook in a win over a league opponent in Cranbrook they didn't do this against a, a nobody team yeah no like Cranbrook I know they're not having the best season but they have the greatest name ever in Evan Evans yeah who they they held to seven <laughs> Evan Evans the third. Mike by said the that. Way. He said, make sure Evan Evans is coming to town. Make sure you tell Brady. I know I was. He is a he is a legend for us. He's the only non-area player I hope comes in and scores 10 threes. But you know, that's a big win for Mooney. They've won two straight. Uh, like you said, Cadavera had 20 and 15. Rice, 10 points, 11 assists. That's a lot of assists in in a, in a single game. Yeah. But Mooney needed that. They have Loyola next week. So you got to get those wins before yeah. Loyola comes to town. Um, I just like how Mooney's starting to bounce back, and they're doing it a little differently. They're doing it more with defense this year. Last year when they'd win, they'd win 74-68, to 68, and it would be a high-scoring affair. Again, a little more defense, um, but good win for Mooney and a great story. Yeah. And, and they'll get Everhart back, and that will help them kind of spread the floor a little bit and maybe open some other guys up right? so that they can maybe get a little more offense too. Exactly. All right, uh, lots of girls basketball too last night. Uh, again, the, the BWAC teams were not playing each other uh, the early part of this week. So North Branch beat Ortonville-Brandon 38-27 to in typical North Branch fashion. Yep. Um, Notre Dame prep over Richmond, forty-one to twenty-nine. Elmont beat Clio, and I did, believe this was Notre at Dame Clio. Prep, are they like an honorary BWAC member this the, year? The, they it's seem like to be playing everybody. BWAC. Is there a connection? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's cool though. I mean, yeah, but it's not like Pontiac's close to the BWAC. It's not like it's Romeo or it's like Millington. Yeah, and it's not easy to get there either. Or Lapeer. No. Like, so that's just tra- travel-wise. That, but. It, uh, so travel wise, Elmont went to Clio and won fifty seven to forty seven. And Ava Panduren had a career high seventeen points uh in this uh win. Uh Jesse Cotts added fifteen, Gracie Koenig with uh thirteen. Another win for uh Al DeMott. Eight oh two, eight oh three, somewhere in there. Uh, Sandusky beat Brown City fifty two to twenty two. Helena Long with uh, twelve points, eight rebounds, I believe. Allie Jansen had nine points. Morgan Taggy 
had uh, nine uh, points. Harbor Beach beats Memphis 30-21. to Mar- Some low-scoring games in the GTC East. Yeah. About Marlette, 28, Ubley, 14. That, uh, we talk about football scores. That's one if you've ever seen it. Yeah. Uh, CPS gets a 48-34 win over Owen Gage. And the score of the night for me, just because I'd never heard of this other school, but Merritt beat Westland Universe, uh, Universal Learning Academy 64-23. Sure. The boys' game got canceled for some reason. Maybe because their online classes didn't go through. I don't know. <laughs> I don't believe that that's a real building. <laughs> I do not believe Westland Universal Language Arts Academy or Learning whatever. Academy. Learning Academy is a real building, and if it is, it's going to be one like in a strip mall like Bishop Sycamore. Hey. At least they didn't con ESPN into going and watching the game. <laughs> that is true. Um, real quick, Dennis, before we go to a break and go to our final segment, did want to mention this uh, very good event on Friday out in North Branch. The North Branch Yale game will be a basketball fundraiser for their alumni, Nathan Farnsworth. Uh, they're going to have 50-50 and stuff. He's battling stage four cancer right now. So if you're North Branch, Yale in that area, and you go out to North Branch for that game, that will be a big support for a former Bronco alumni. So I just wanted to throw that out there, and hopefully few, we can get a few more people to go to that. Yeah, good stuff. All right, uh, take a break, and then we'll be right back. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810-987-2185. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. 
Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, you're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. Occasionally, we, uh, we, we get a segment where we can just kind of go off the reservation and talk about anything we want to talk about. And uh, I don't know what got it started well, uh, this morning. I, I do. Let's, so let's go back. So last night, Kaz Tech and Detroit Renaissance played a game which had 195 points scored between them. It was 112 to 83 Kaz Tech beat Renaissance, which is a ridiculous amount of points. <laughs> so naturally, when something like that happens, you go, I go to the record book page just to see where it was. And it wasn't even in the top seven or whatever. Like every record has a minimum you have to get to qualify. That did not qualify you for the record. You have to get 210 in a game to qualify. But that's not where I'm going with this. So I was looking through some other records. And I know I've mentioned this on the podcast probably a year or so ago, probably when Tyler Jameson scored his 59 points. So I was looking at, I'm like, isn't the record for points in a game something ridiculous? And didn't it happen super long ago? And I was right. So the, the MHSAA recognized record for points in a game is 97 by someone named Ed Burling, who has been dead for 50-some years, he uh, did it for Crystal Falls against Iron River in the 1910-1911 season. So I went, okay, basketball in 1910 and 1911, Joe Naismith was still alive seeing the game <laughs> he created, and that's not a joke. Um, so I looked this up, and other people obviously – have their doubts. Now, basketball was different. And this article by MyNorth.com, it was it, it was the 100-year anniversary of this. So this was about a decade ago. And they're going through and they're talking to people saying it looks weird. One rule they attribute this to a little bit about how it could have happened is back then, if someone got fouled, they didn't have to shoot the free throws. You could let whoever you wanted shoot. So if Dennis gets fouled but he can't shoot a free throw, I could shoot the free throws for him. But Which is a true story, and we yes. would do that all the time. <laughs> but it's hard to imagine because they say other games for this, like this is the era where, hey, you make a basket and there's a jump ball after every basket. 
other games that Crystal Falls played this year was 13 to 12. They w- won a game over Iron Mountain. So it's not like they it was regular to score 100 like you'd see in like the 50s, 60s and 70s where points just came willy-nilly. It's mm-hmm. like every like you look at a lot of scoring records, bet you a lot of them in the area from that from that era. But the other thing that was weird about this is that the MHSAA didn't exist uh, back then. The M- the MHSAA did not get started until years after. Um, and so they didn't know about it when it first happened uh, because it was 13 years before the MHSA was founded. So how can that be an MH, a state record if there was no governing body there to recognize it? Because it wasn't found until 50 years after the fact. So this event happened in 1910-1911, pre-World War One, And then somebody was going through some records and in, they found a score sheet. So here's where it says about um, finding it. It happened. Uh, there was no newspaper writings about it. No one can find a newspaper source on this. His, uh, Berlin's obituary mentions nothing about it. His grave mentions nothing about it, which if you, if you have the state record for points in a season, usually that gets brought up when something like that happens. So here's how they say it was found. Um, Quote, the credit for digging up Burling's accomplishment goes to Dick Metlich, a longtime Crystal Falls High School football coach who unearthed the nugget in 1961, 50 years after it happened. (laughs) Dennis, imagine us pulling out a record from 1973 right now and going, oh, actually, this kid from Algonac scored 98 points in a game, (laughs) and you didn't know about it. Um, so in 1961, while working on a master's thesis about the school's athletic history, um, but if you're, and then it goes on to say, but if you're counting on Metlich to clear up the situation, you're out of luck. He remembers seeing a newspaper account of the game supplied by Burling's wife, Lodovine, but he can't remember which paper and he can't recall talking to Burling who was alive when he was writing this thesis, uh, so no one can find any concrete evidence. Supposedly, this Metlich, who wrote a thesis and uh, has since passed, that he saw something that said it happened. Whether, I mean, go back and look at a newspaper from 1910, a lot different than a newspaper today. Yeah. But it can't be found. He didn't remember when it was talked. Um and there was nothing that has cemented it. Um, people at the MHS were saying that they've wrestled with that, saying, is it plausible? Uh, but supposedly the, the, the interview, the guy they talked to was um, a guy named, last name was Pesh, an MHSA historian. But they're saying his predecessor, Dick Kishpaw, was the guy who put it in. And he's no longer around, so they're saying, I'm assuming he wouldn't just put something in willy-nilly that he saw a document to prove this. But no one knows where this document is. No one has any recollection of this besides this one guy who did a master's thesis and claims to have saw a newspaper provided by the guy's wife. (laughs) 50 years after the fact of it happening. 
I don't know what to make of this. Because 97 points in a game in 1910 and 11 does not sound possible to me. Especially when other scores were 13 to 12. Yeah, do, do they have a final score for the game? Yeah, the final score for that game was 107 to 27. Hmm. For context, when this happened, it was only 20 years after Naismith wrote the rules of basketball. Yeah. So that's how... They're they're still probably using peach baskets. And that's not an exaggeration. No. So that was just the rabbit hole I've gone down. The next record would be 84, which was both Ray Warner and Anton Phillips. One happened in 1955. The other other happened in uh, 1989. But no one... A little easier to track. Yeah. But no one seems to be able to prove that this happened and you can't prove a negative you can't prove something didn't happen so do you keep it up there i mean i guess the only time this would come up is if someone scored like 87 points and you go okay does he have the record or doesn't he have the record but i just went down this rabbit hole and we didn't have a lot to talk about so i figured we could discuss this well first off yeah, again, no three-point line, nothing like that. Because today, if if a kid ever did score 100 points in a Michigan high school basketball game, they're, they're probably shooting lights out and they have over 23 pointers in the game. Right. Because, two, eight minutes, if you get a, unless the other team is scoring two, you're in running time in the second half. Right. So that... Like, it would have to be a game like the Kaz Tech uh, Renaissance game where the other team's scoring as well. The only other piece of evidence they could find was the, the guy's great-nephew remembers his dad telling him about Uncle Ed scoring 97 points, which that could just be an old wives' tale. Like, mm-hmm. like things get passed on down. And or it could just be somebody going, oh, yeah, yeah, that happened. My dad used to tell me about it. Yeah, right? Like, oh, Uncle Ed used to score this. So it just is the weirdest thing to find. I mean, the guy was born in 1891. So that's the other weird part. So he was 19 or 20 when he did this in high school? Possible. I know high school was a lot different pre, you know, World War One, back when Herbert Hoover was still a, a, something way in the distance, <laughs> and they had to worry about the trust-busting Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> but the, this is just the weirdest thing I've ever seen, that the fact that it is recognized as the highest-scoring basketball game in state history, and no one's ever going to touch it. Like, if you look, the, the only person that's the highest-scoring game of the 20th century is 63 points. Uh, Brad Simonson did it in 2020 for Hope. Everyone else is basically in the 60s or 70s. Yeah. Because scoring was a, a lot more prevalent then. Yeah. Uh, again, last year I saw Tyler Jamison score 59. If he would have scored in, one more, he could have been on the, in on a the game book. Uh, and, I, and he probably, if he were a little more selfish... He probably could have gotten to 70 in that game. He could have gotten 11 more points. Like, he passed the ball 
right. enough times where he probably could have gotten the basket or gotten to the free throw line. Um, and, and he made one three-pointer in that game, the only one he took. Yeah, how many free throws did he get to shoot for when uh, Kanye Cole got fouled? <laughs> None. Exactly. <laughs> so there's some random history lesson. Um, decide. I guess you guys can decide whether you think the record should stand or not. But Well, I mean, uh, uh, unless you can – Prove to me that it didn't happen. I mean, somebody somebody put it in. Somebody put it in the record book. How do you prove something so didn't? They happen? must have thought it was a record. That that's what I say. How do you prove? You can't prove a negative. So, ninety-seven is what they've got down uh, uh, in the uh, website. Then ninety-seven is the record until they take it out of there. Yeah, I just and also yeah. Also, if you want the record, Brady? You're gonna have to get ninety-eight. <laughs> The guy was 20 years old when he did it. <laughs> he got held back a couple times. Sure. <laughs> anyway. I just think, just uh, again, how, how do we even get to that number? Like, how long was the game? Were they not running a timed game? Was it the first one to 107 wins? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Have no idea. We, just, we were looking at the the score like Caseville is in there for a 120 yeah, something to 112 game. Yeah. How do you score that many points in a high school basketball game? Yeah, I the one Dennis is referencing is is points in a game by two teams. De, uh, Caseville and Kindy North Huron played a game where the final was 128 112 in 1973. Yeah. Was that, were there overtimes? It doesn't mention overtimes, and in other games it mentions overtime. Okay, so th- that's in four quarters. 32 minutes of basketball. Like, if, okay. If like how many free throws were made? Because that's like one way where you could accumulate points if, with the clock not moving. If two teams, like let's say we just set up an experiment and we got like Northern and Croslax, we got them to work on a game for an experiment. Run a game normally, but the goal is to score as many points as possible. That would be hard to get to. Yeah. That they have two balls on the court, and, <laughs> right. and both teams got to play offense at the same time? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. But anyway, that's, that's your history lesson for the day. Cool. Uh, weather permitting, we'll have basketball the rest of the uh, the week. I don't think I'm going to have a game tonight. So we're going to go to Marine City for the Marine City Frazier girls game, um, but uh, Marine City is closed today, so we, that usually means no athletic events. But we don't know that for sure. So yeah, I guess we're checking into it. So um, and then tomorrow I have St. Clair Port here on boys, and right. I'm going up to Croslex because I want to see the Armada girls play. Yes, so. That's all we got for you. All right. That's, that was enough for me. Yes, it was. I'm, I'm going to be scratching my head about how this guy got 97 Burley, points in a game. Look it up and read the articles yourself <laughs> because basically everyone's going, I don't know. I don't know if it happened. If you're a conspiracy uh, theory person, you're going to love this. I don't even know that. It's just interesting <laughs> things that got lost to the sands of time. Yeah. That, I don't know. Maybe, I'm, maybe I just. Everyone turned off when we were talking about this, but that was really interesting to me. Yes. Uh, personal opinion after listening to all the information, I think it's a hoax. I do too. I don't so, think it happened. Yeah, but Still, we, we don't know and we can't prove it. Right, but again, you can't prove something didn't happen. Yeah, so. 
on that note, I can prove that this happened because, well, you're listening. So we'll talk to you again on Friday. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.